0: I hope you're not bored of these lockdown-related introductions, but they do provide valuable context for the time in which these sermons were preached. This sermon is no different. It was preached in St. Mary's Dis on Christmas Day. Now following the lockdowns in November, the country was operating under a tier system. If you were in tier one, you were essentially free. If you were under Tier 4, you were basically locked down, with gradations in between. There was a lot of politicking surrounding Christmas, and whether or not there would be a lockdown over the Christmas holiday. And it was announced on the 23rd of December, that on Boxing Day, most of the country would end up in Tier 4, i.e. be locked down. This impacted many people's Christmas plans, indeed it impacted our own, and that made this Christmas a uniquely peculiar Christmas, one which I tried to tackle in this sermon. You are listening to a sermon from the Pilgrim Path with your preacher Samuel S. Thorpe. May I speak in the name of God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. What should one say on a Christmas day such as this? What should one say to people whose plans have changed? Not of their own volition, but through the circumstances which we all find ourselves in? What should we say when we find ourselves unable to shake hands during the feast, unable to embrace those whom we love, unable to even see those who live at a distance? What is the message of Christmas? which has brought us here this morning which is not a Sunday morning it's a Friday Christmas and yet something has brought us together this morning in spite of all that is going on Last year, for Christmas Day we had about 85 people not just in this building but in the chance that space here there was no one behind where I so. This year, you wouldn't dream of putting so many people in such a close proximity. And yet, we still have come. And if you're watching at home, you have made the choice to dedicate the time this morning to reflect on the Christmas story. But what should we say about Christmas, when plans go wrong? Well, we can begin by remembering where plans went wrong in the Christmas story. They tried to the senses, but they had to put the baby Jesus in a manger because there was no room at the inn, just as many of us would canceled trips away because of accommodations being closed, the timing being not right or allowed. But what should we say? The Church of England has been encouraging us to talk about our hope and our message of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy, tidings of comfort and joy. I'm sure we all know the carol very well. But do we feel comfortable and joyful in these times? Perhaps not, perhaps it seems slightly wishy-washy or dissonant from the experience that we have today. But I would like to hold on to this message of comfort and joy in two ways. One, by remembering what comfort really means. We're mistaken for saying that these pews are uncomfortable, that we don't have nice cushions, that we're not relaxed and luxurious. We think of comfort as being that which is pleasant and enjoyable. But when we think about the word comfort and where it comes from, it's broken down into two parts the come on the foot or the fort. If you play piano, you know, whatever you see, if it's a forte, it means playing loud, a sense of strength. Comfort. Then, and the way when we see it in the Bible and when God says, I will comfort you. It's not about being luxurious, padded and relaxed. It's about being strengthened, empowered. And that's a very different message for us to hold on to this Christmas. We're not saying that everything is hunky-dory, rosy and sweet. But we're saying that at Christmas we have a message of comfort. A message of strength, a promise from God to be with us in all that we're experiencing. And then we come to joy, and again with joy we describe people as being a joyful person, they've got lots energy, they crack jokes, we like being around them. And we make a mistake all too often in assuming that joy means the same thing as happiness. I don't think it does. For many of us, this is a difficult Christmas. For many of us, the happiness we have is something that we're going to make the most of, we're grateful for. But we might be tinged with the sadness of not seeing those we had hoped would. But even in this Christmas, we can have joy. The reason we can have joy is because joy is not an emotion in the same way as happiness. It's a commitment in our being to seeing the blessings of God in creation and the people around us. It's a sense of hopefulness which can sustain people even in the darkest places. We look back at history, We see stories from those in the concentration camps in World War II or in Vietnam, or those Christians that escape places such as North Korea and Iran today. The situation is bleak, but we're in the midst of it there's an enduring joy which the Christian faith has, which is connected with a sense of life such as is unrecognizable to the world. And there's a reason for joy is so undefeated so determined to endure, And it's because it's not our joy at all. We talk about the joy of Christmas and we think about the joy of seeing family and receiving gifts. But the real joy of Christmas is the joy that God felt when his son Jesus was born and placed in that manger. Because in that moment, God became human. He became one of us, and this is a very significant thing. This change is not temporary, this change is not a facade or an image or a hologram. This change is one thing, the God thing, the divine, the Lord, becoming entirely other than he is in himself, to become human like you and I, and his commitment to being human is unparalleled. No matter what is thrown in him, Jesus remains human, just like us. And we see this in the pinnacle of the Christian story at Easter, with his death on the cross. A painful death, a difficult death, a very decided death. He was placed in the tomb. And if God were not really this man, the world would keep on spinning and this man would remain dead, forgotten, unloved, and unknown. But God's promise and his joy at Christmas was precisely so that at Easter he could demonstrate his commitment to us. And that's what the resurrection shows us. But no matter what happens, God promises to all those who are human, all those who believe in him, all those who become children of God, that he will be with us. And so the joy of Christmas is God saying, I am here, I love you, I am with you, let's do this together. And this is where we get our comfort from. This is where we get our strength. Because Jesus lived a difficult life. We hear shortly after our Gospel reading that Herod sent his men to kill all of the boys in Bethlehem, And he escaped. Nothing was going to prevent Jesus from growing up to be the man that he was, the Lord that really he is. Because he loves us, we have strength to endure through the situations in which we find ourselves. And not just to endure, not just to cope, not just to just about get by, but to share in the joy of God. Because in Christ becoming human, becoming one of us, he enables us to share in that joy. And that is what we celebrate when it comes to communion, the presence of God healing and filling our hearts with all that he is. When I talk about the joy of Christmas, I'm talking about the joy of God, an eternal joy, which by Christ our Saviour, who was born this day, that he might grow to be the one who loves us and saves us. He enables us to live in that joy in the midst of all that is hard, in the midst of all that is sad, in the midst of all that is worrisome. Because he loves us, he gives us his joy, so that when, at the end, we too come to our death, we may know that he is with us, just as he was with Jesus, For God is faithful to Christ, and so he will be faithful to us. For he cannot and will not abandon or reject those whom he loves. But much like the gifts underneath the Christmas tree, there's no point leaving them there. We have to share them, to open them, to engage with them. And that is what we are doing by coming here this Christmas day by spending time listening to the Christmas story, we are engaging with the God who loves us and comes to us in the darkness as the light of the world. And so, in a short minute, we will come to the Eucharist, and I pray that you will engage with this God, allow him to strengthen you, and let him dare to fill your hearts with a joy can survive anything and get us through this Christmas into the new year on an adventure together as the church celebrating that God truly does love you and you and, you and you and you and all of us here in this place beyond these walls and in this town It is by the power of his love, by the presence of God strengthening us and giving us joy, that we can give hope and meaning to those around us who are struggling. Glory be to the Lord who was born this Christmas day,